This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, folks, I hope everybody's rocking and ready and ready to roll because as we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, and then today you probably need to put on a couple pair of tube socks as well as some knee braces, uh, and we're ready to rock and roll. We have a very, very special guest. I am honored to introduce to uh, a lot of people, and some people may not know, but you're going to know him uh, before we finish. He is an author. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a brother. He is none other than Mr. Joseph Wooten. Welcome to Basketball More Than The Game. How are you? Yes, it's good to be here. You know what? I certainly appreciate it. So folks say like, wait a minute, Joseph Wooten, why is that name ringing a bell? Like I said, he, he's an author. He's also a musician. Uh, so we're going to get into all of that. So I just want everybody to sit back. And as you as you listen to the show, you better call a friend, find out, because it all matters. Everything that we talk about today, <laughs> it all matters from the time yes, that we started uh, until we end this show. So without... Without further ado, Mr. Wu, and this is my yes. very, this is my very first question for you. Who, okay, who is Joseph Allen Wooten? All right, well, Joseph Allen Wooten is uh, the son of uh, Dorothy Wooten and Elijah, aka Pete Wooten. My parents have both passed away, but uh, they're born in uh, North Carolina in 1930, 1934. Grew up in the country, so that we got good country foundation. Uh, I got four brothers. And all of my brothers are musicians. That identifies me probably the most. I'm a musician. Uh, my little brother, Victor, is known as the greatest bass player in the world, Victor Wooten. My older three brothers are Roy, a.k.a. Future Man Wooten, Reggie Wooten, uh, who taught Victor and I to play when we were five and two. And our middle brother, his name was Rudy Wooten. He used to blow two saxophones at the same time, and he passed away in 2010. There's a jazz room in Nashville named after him, Rudy's Jazz Room. But I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a musician, and I'm a, I'm a father. And, and since then, I've added some other things. I'm also a singer and a songwriter and a composer. I'm, getting, I'm in the middle of uh, composing some music for uh, for a play in Nashville uh, right now. But mainly, uh, I'm a person that wants to take what I'm good at and find a way for it to make the world better uh, in a small way or in a big way. And uh, truthfully, if you could make things better in a small way, it's always a big way. Like when you're when you're um, sailing on the on the ocean, you know that big wake that comes and moves your boat is from an action from somebody else that you probably never see. So small things are big things, and uh, I'm just a person trying to take what I'm good at and find a way for it to make uh, things a little bit better on this planet for everybody. Well, you know what you uh, you definitely impacted uh, my life since uh, we had the conversation uh from our mutual friend mr andy robinson we'll give andy a shout out for you know allowing us to hook up and set up and actually yeah. we finished up the show and then andy was like man can you take a call i was like i was getting ready to go into doing another show and i said yeah hit me up later on and he was i was actually in lowe's buying some weed eater fuel uh when he <laughs> called and when we spoke the last time but again i again i 
you you have no idea just how humble we are that you take time out. And folks, uh, Mr. Wooten just uh, just got to New York. They performed last night, uh, and he has been the keyboardist for guess what? Watch this, the Steve Miller Band since the nineties. That's right. That's you, right. You, you heard me correct, the Steve Miller Band. Uh, he is a three-time Grammy-nominated artist. Okay, that right. is that is hardcore facts. And like you said, and when you get a chance, go to YouTube, Google him, pull his brothers in. And I watched a session this morning because I was actually a little late going to work by design. But I sat, <laughs> I, I sat down and I watched your brothers. You guys opened up uh, with a with a James Brown set. Yes, <laughs> I think it was Sex Machine. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, it, and it was like it was it was it was down and dirty. So here's my next question. So the word on the street is that you all opened up with for James Brown and Curtis Mayfield as children. Is that true? No. Okay, so we we saw James Brown okay. as children. But we opened up for we opened up for war. Oh wow. And Curtis Mayfield. We opened up for war in nineteen seventy. So <sighs> Victor was when we opened for war, Victor was just five years old. He had just learned to write his name. He's playing bass. And I'm three years older than Victor, so I was eight. Older three brothers were 11, 12, and 13. So we did open for war back in uh, the the Memorial Auditorium, Sacramento, California, back in 1970. And less than two years later, we opened for Curtis Mayfield more than once. This was back when Curtis Mayfield was, uh, you know, had the Superfly album. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, man, we we opened for him when he was at when he was at his best. But, you know, then Victor wasn't. He was still seven. I was 10, older three brothers, 13, 14, 15. And we, I mean, that's what we, that's what we've been doing our whole lives. My brother Reggie taught Victor and I to play when we were uh, five years old and two years old. And uh, Rudy, Roy, and Reggie, who are three, four, and five years older than me, uh, were, they taught themselves to play. And Reggie, as a 10-year-old, was the one that made the decision uh, that, you know, Joe, if you play this and Victor, if you play that, you know, we can have a band. And we always looked up to our older brothers and they were good at what they did. I, I never remember them sounding like they were learning to play. So he, uh, you know, he said, I'll, you know, I'll show you. He said, it's easy, man. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> and uh, and he showed us one note at a time and it and he it made it feel real easy. And uh, and. We just enjoyed doing what our what our brothers did, and he showed us one note at a time, and then he added another note. It was two notes and three notes, and uh, but he he taught us well enough, though. If you consider that Victor was two when he started, wow. I was five when I started. By wow. the time Victor was five, and I was eight, we were opening for war. That's incredible. Right? We were opening for a professional band, but I, I think that the key though. Is because my mother could see that we were talented. My parents could see that we were talented, and she made sure that we had a chance uh, to pursue what we were good at. And it was good for our parents because it gave us focus. You know, every parent wants to know that their child has something worthwhile to focus their attention on. So it kept us out of trouble. And in hindsight, it even kept other people from trying to get us in trouble because they knew that we were focused. Like the, some of the other temptations of the street, people didn't bring them our way. They was like, "Those are those Wooten boys. They playing that music." <laughs> Better leave them alone. You leave them alone, yeah. <laughs> and um, but my this is what my mom was really concerned with. She was concerned with, and my dad too. 
my dad more concerned with, you know, keeping us safe and that kind of thing, like good dads do. But my mom was concerned with what kind of people we were. That mm. was really her concern. So when we were young, uh, you know, you, if you if you think of the world that my parents grew up in, born in 1930, 1934, that means, you know, what they remember is growing up in southern North Carolina in the 40s and the 50s, which wow. is a t- tough place for a black person back then. Yes, sir. And my mom knew what we were being born into. So she made sure that we had the tools uh, to thrive in it. So she made sure, like, like she did really well in school. She made sure that we did really well in school. She said, you don't have to make straight A's, but you got to make sure you got to show me you're doing the best that you can do. And when the school started, when the school started showing us how to read uh, less effectively, she went and got flashcards because she was, she was like, if you learn these 44 sounds, you should be able to read. And I'm gonna get you these flashcards, you know, uh, addition, subtraction, multiplication. She was like, when I give you these flashcards, you should be able to tell it back to me just like you can tell me your name. And then she would say, because you know Christmas is coming. <laughs> you know, you and she would threaten you with Christmas, right? <laughs> but she knew, she knew that it was important that we. Uh, had intelligence that we were articulate. She would enter my uh, older three brothers in the speech contest, in the oration contest, to make sure that we were articulate and that we were smart and we were well-equipped to what life was going to try to throw at us. She wasn't really worried about the music piece of it. She knew we would take care of that. So um, that was that was really the reason that I wrote the book because my mom was so wise and was full of so many wisdoms that I wish she had written down. When I would say something, I was like, well, I'm going to write mine down. Mm. And then I wrote it down and somebody said, well, you should publish it. And uh, he said, if you put it into a manuscript, I'll publish it. So I put it into a manuscript and that's the book that you read. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to step away, pay a few bills, but who we have on via telephone, our very special guest, Mr. Joseph Wooten, author of It All Matters. Uh, Since 1993, like he said, uh, I've been the keyboardist and a vocalist with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Steve Miller and his Steve Miller band, That View Never Gets Old. I share a birth date with the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment, and I'm a a super optimist. I'm so optimistic that even my blood type is B positive. (laughs) Visit our website, coachgoins.podbean.com. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. If you're in the Triangle area and looking for high-quality green cleaning, we have the solution. SES Enterprise, with over 18 years of providing high-quality green cleaning to the Triangle area, call Eric at 919-607-7171 and tell them Coach Gorn sent you. 
Want to spice up your wardrobe? Savoir Boutique has trendy and affordable fashion for all fashionistas. Savoir Boutique wants to be the biggest hype girl so you always look your best and feel empowered. Our top priorities are excellent and personalized customer service, fast order processing, and happy return customers. Come and get cute with us, SavalBoutique.com. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparker Cleaners today for your free estimate. 910-781-8488 and we will clean your worries away. Alright folks, we're back in. This is Coach Goins along with our very special guest, Mr. Joseph Wooten. And again, to give a shout out to Coach Quick uh, who is uh, on special assignment. And Coach, we're going to hold it down till you're able to get back. So, with that, you've heard a little bit thus far, so let's kind of keep on digging as we got right. such a talented uh, gentleman on the show today. So, I had an opportunity, folks, to, to uh, Google some information, try to do a little homework, and I, <laughs> and I ran across when Mr. Wooten was doing a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Right? He was, mm-hmm. you know, had his keyboard on there, and you had his outfit on, and his boots, and they weren't tied. I was like, I said, man, look at the, look at his style, man. I just love, I just love the style. And if you don't mind, you went to the keyboard, and you made, and you made a couple, you made a couple strokes, and, mm-hmm. and you made a comment of, music is not music, not less. It's all put together. Can you, can you elaborate on what if, if you can remember what I'm, what I'm speaking of? There? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, sir. Essentially, essentially, music is we think of music as as notes, and music is not. Music is really more about context than it is about notes. I mean, everything when I play music, like it, like uh, when you play music, if you if you bang all the keys keys down at the same time, yes, sir, it gives a sound that's not musical. Wow, you know what I mean? That's not really musical. So it lets you know that when when you when you play music, <laughs> that's something else besides just the notes. It's about context, wow. right? And the sp- it's the spaces between the notes is what gives notes their meaning. Like this here doesn't really mean anything, right? That's correct. But starts to have meaning. See what I'm saying? The yes, space sir. between the notes is what the the thing that you can't hear is what gives the thing that you can hear meaning. Wow! Right? And that's a that's a big thing. We spend some. It's like even as it applies to sports, we spend so much time trying to win that it's easy to forget what being a winner is. Because being a winner is more than the notes. Being a winner is more than the numbers on the scoreboard. Wow. Okay. So it's like. What what we put in the space, what we put in the in the space, the 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 distance between us, or uh, or uh, the way that we relate to other people, means as much as the things that we can see or the numbers on the scoreboard. This is within here is every song that's ever been recorded. That's correct. But obviously, that's not music until we put it in order. Wow. And order is order is the thing that makes 
makes the most sense. It, that the reason that the TED Talk was called um, "Quiet All Matters." Yes, sir. Nothing is everything, because that space is nothing, right? But that space is everything as it pertains to what it brings us. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Space is not really anything, but space is the thing that changes this to. Wow. Do you see what I mean? Yes, it's sir. space that it's space that turns the mess into music. Wow. So, folks, you know what? <laughs> don't 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 call Coach G. Only thing I'm gonna tell you to do. I'm trying to listen to the show. You you guys out there that want to be the the artists and and. The, Mr. Wooten is bringing nothing but the thunder. We certainly appreciate him taking us down there. But I had to, again, I watched that TED talk and I was just like, man, this was great. And another thing I, I really want to give you a shout out on is just how much, you know, you talk about your brother Victor and his accomplishments uh, that, you know, if, and, and I know you're proud of them. And again, as I, as I, you know, you know, learned about you, had our conversation, bought the book, uh, read the book. And then just what uh, your brother Victor said, um, on in, in in his comments it's just you know, it's just it's such a heartwarming thing in the in the days where you know one thing that we people what we don't we're not able to do is is pick our family we pick our friends but with our right. family we have to play the game with uh the ones that we dealt and i just want to give you that shout out that from an outside person looking in the things that you all able to do travel internationally work together and be able to sit back and understand that's a testament up to your parents keeping y'all rooted, uh, rooted, grounded, yes. uh, and just being able to move forward. So again, that is just, uh, and again, just to, just to commend you, uh, on that, uh, accomplishment, if that is the right word to use there. So here's, yeah, here's, here's my next question. Okay. How did you hook up with the Steve Miller band? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I moved to Nashville in 1990. Uh, all the brothers, we grew up in Virginia and uh, one by one, we started moving to Nashville. And when I got to Nashville, I was doing a recording session, normal recording session, nothing unusual. Uh, you always try to do your best work because you just, it's like uh, its like playing sports. You always put your best foot forward. Yes, sir. Right? That you, if, you, if you lace up the shoes, then, uh, then you should put your best foot forward. So I was doing a recording session. I was doing two recording sessions for the person. On the first day, he told me that uh, that he was a co-writer of the Steve Miller song Swingtown. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, he said that Steve Miller had just lost the keyboard players. Keyboard player had just quit, was going to do some production. You'd be perfect for this band. And he, he talked the gig up, and I was sort of listening, sort of blowing him <laughs> off. Because you know how it is, oh, people yes, always there's always somebody that got like this uh, this golden opportunity, right? So I wasn't rude to him or anything. I just hadn't really said much. And on the second day, he said, "Hey man," he said, "You should have sent that audition tape in yesterday. This is a golden opportunity." But this time, he gave me Steve's mailing address. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, if I don't send something in now, I'm really negligent. If he gives me his <laughs> mailing address and I don't do something, <laughs> that's on me." Yes, sir. So I um. I went home, and uh, I just bought some uh, some home uh, 
recording software called Master Tracks back in the day. And uh, and I recorded a funky loop of Abracadabra, mm. Steve Miller's song Abracadabra, and I put a synthesizer solo on it, I put an organ solo on it, I put a piano solo on it, because I knew that I would need to play those three instruments if I were going to be in his band. I had just done, at the time... In Nashville, I was sort of surviving doing what they call sound-alike music. And what it is when they need music for something, but they can't afford the licensing to license the real artist, they get somebody to come in and sound like that artist. So I was getting all the sound-alike work for all the R&B singers and the hip-hop artists. So I was getting the rap and the the R&B vocals. And I had just done an acapella version of Boys to Men's It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. Oh, wow. So I had done all four of those parts, so I, I sent that in so he would know that I uh, could sing harmony. And then back in the 80s when me and my brothers were recording uh, and Kashif was producing, he, he produced... Uh, two songs for Whitney Houston, her debut song, You Give Good Love, which my brother Roy is playing drums on, oh my a.k.a. God. Future Man. And then the se- her second single was supposed to be a song called Thinking About You on that same record. And there's a part on there where Whitney and I are singing, just the two of us. So I sent that in just to, so, so that he would know that I had sung, you know, at a top level. And I got the gig. That was back in that was back in '93. It'll be 30 years uh, in March. Wow! So that's how, that's how that's how I got that gig. But by that time, you know, me and me and my brothers, we've been playing our whole our whole lives. I think I was 31. I was yeah, I was 31 when I got the gig. And uh, but I've been playing since I was five. So you know. It was uh, it was a great opportunity. Uh, it came right at a at a perfect time, and uh, I remember him calling saying, "This is the kind of gig that you could have for the next ten years if you wanted." And here it is, uh, twenty nine years later. Wow, wow, what a! And I certainly appreciate you taking time and, and taking us down. I I, I want to go back to that Whitney Houston song that sure. you, that your brother played drums on. I was in mm-hmm. I was in basic training. At Fort Knox, Kentucky, and okay. I and I want you to know, <laughs> when, <laughs> when we would get off, we would fly up to the uh, commissary, and we would go in and get us, you know, some snacks. And it was like a video machine, and it, yes. And then we would sit there, and I remember that album dropping, and mm-hmm. I, I can I can remember her. She is orange. She's sitting down on the front, and in the the back cover of it, she's standing up with a white bathing suit on. But, yeah, but mm-hmm. in that man, we would sit there and and it was twenty five cents, and it yeah. was and it was not just the song; it was the video. Yeah, that would play. Man, we'd go up there, we get we get changed <laughs> for a dollar, and I'm surprised it played as long as it did because we. I mean, because back then, um, you know, videos were you know it was the it was the thing. I mean, it was so new that you know That's right. there was a, there was an artist and they released and there's a video. But wow, Matt, uh, and I've always, now, your brother played, you know what, when I listen to that again, I'll, I'll never listen to that. So even though I listen to it like a thousand times, yeah. I, I'll listen so, to it totally different now. Yeah, You you, good, you Give Good Love uh, is a song, the, the, the basic drum pattern is from the drum machine, but all the drum fills, uh, that's my brother playing. That's him playing live hi-hats, live cymbals, and the live drum fills. Uh, 
uh, on that song. And take and take a listen to taking a listen to thinking about you. You'll you'll recognize my voice. I keep thinking about you. That's me. <laughs> wow. wow, wow. Now did you all now back at get. Were you all in the same studio? Were you remote, or were you like standing right beside? No, her? back in well, back in those days, everything was live, right? Okay, yes, sir. So you couldn't really, you weren't really remote yet. Okay. So uh, yeah, when when Whitney sang "You Give Good Love," uh, Kashif, Whitney, and me were the only ones in the studio. I watched oh her gosh. sing it. Oh my gosh! And that was the thing, and, people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and on thinking about you, you know, just she's singing, and I'm just in the in the. Uh, and the booth just harmonizing, and the producer liked it. He said, "Go on in there and sing it." So I went on in there and and sang it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm la I'm laughing at because I'm like, you know what? You got to tell me twice. I'm, I got the I got I got the doorknob well, in my the, hand. Here's the thing with with back then Whitney, Whitney was a new artist. Yes, sir. On Arista, uh, she had sung a duet with. Uh, with Jermaine Jackson uh, months before. That's correct. Yes, sir. And um, and but she had she didn't have a solo career yet. There was a heavy buzz about this new young singer. So you know, pretty much Clive formed Arista Records almost exclusively to launch Whitney because wow. he knew he knew what he had. So for for the Wooten Brothers, we because she. We used to play keyboards uh, for BT Express. He also played for uh, Stephanie Mills. Wow. Years earlier, me and my brothers were using Stephanie's management. So we were opening for a lot of Stephanie's shows when she would come on to the East Coast. That's where we met Kashif. Kashif wasn't producing yet. He said, but I think I'm going to have some opportunities if I do. Uh, I want to record the brothers. So when he got his opportunity... He was recording the brothers. Well, at the time, Kashif was the hot producer. He had uh, he had produced uh, those hits on Evelyn Champagne King. You remember yes, that? yes, sir. The way I feel about you. Ain't no doubt about it. I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> so he had those hits. He had like a hit with George Benson. He had the the Howard Johnson song. Ooh, so fine, so fine. You blow my mind. He had. You know, Melbourne Moore, Betsy Sheeta. He, he, right. he was the hit maker right then. Yes, sir. So we signed we signed to his new music group, which was signed to Arista, which was a, a bit of a mistake for us because we didn't sign directly with Arista. We signed to the new music group that was connected with Arista, which means our money would come to us via the new music group. You can see the conflict of interest there. Yes, sir. So for us, we signed a, we signed a deal that that wound up not being that good for us because we were good at playing music, not necessarily good at business. So we sort of learned the hard way. But in learning the hard way, we got great experience. Wow. Right? We got great experience. And uh, because my mom raised us to be resilient, we survived it, even though our record deal almost, almost uh, sunk the ship. But the point that I'm making, though, is that we got a chance to see Whitney come to Arista and become everything that everybody knew that she was going to be. Because before Whitney, the, the R&B female vocalists used to sing out of the Aretha school mm. or they sang out of the Chaka school. Those wow. were the two wow. types of singers. And then Whitney came in with this whole 
new way of singing that has spawned, you know, Mariah Carey and Camila Cabello and Beyonce, all those singers, in my opinion, this is my humble opinion, are singing out of the Whitney School of Singing. That that style is what she she introduced. She's sort of the blueprint of it. And it was we got a chance to see that um, up close and be a part of it. Now, her career, as good as great as her record deal was, is as bad as ours was. Her career went in one direction, ours went in the other. But, uh, you know, all everything that uh, could be a setback is an opportunity for learning. And we we took it and uh, we used it uh, to make ourselves tougher, to make ourselves better. And we're still all around, still making music and still trying to make things better for other people. You know what? So folks who we have on our very special guest, Mr. Joseph Wooten, hands of soul keyboard, <laughs> uh, keyboard player for the Steve Miller band. He's an author of this fantastic book. I've got sitting right here in front of me. It all matters. We'll be back after this commercial break. to go through anything this song is for the one that's not the champion the one that has been trampled on and maybe you don't have a home and your name is unknown you don't get enough publicity or you're not the right ethnicity and maybe you don't know your mother Or not as famous as your brother This is what you got to do See that no one means more than you And even when you're fed up You got to keep your head up and say That I am here I am here And I if you're in the Triangle area and looking for high-quality green cleaning, we have the solution. SES Enterprise, with over 18 years of providing high-quality green cleaning to the Triangle area, call Eric at 919-607-7171 and tell them Coach Gorn sent you. Want to spice up your wardrobe? Savoir Boutique has trendy and affordable fashion for all fashionistas. Saval Boutique wants to be the biggest hype girl so you always look your best and feel empowered. Our top priorities are excellent and personalized customer service, fast order processing, and happy return customers. Come and get cute with us. SavalBoutique.com Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparkle Cleaners today for your free estimate, 910-781-8488, and we will clean your worries away. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. 
special guest, Mr. Joseph Wooten, who is has his band called the Hands of Soul. So I hope this ain't the first time that you tuned it in right now. If you did, you better go back and catch that uh, first couple sessions that we ran about. And I tell you what, <laughs> I felt like I was in the uh, um, school of Joseph Wooten music as he dropped and talked about, you know, the, the famous people that, I mean, just laying down, you know, great, great music. And, and I knew the show, and again, as we said, make sure you got your sneakers laced up tight and you got on tube socks, but you better, you better make sure you ain't put a seatbelt on because as, <laughs> as, as we were going around a couple of curves right there, man, I, I could just, I could feel the G-forces on that. So here's, here's where I want to go, Mr. Wooten. Sure. The, the cover on your book mm-hmm. has this great picture. You know, you're chilling there and everything, but down you got the music note but down below the music note i see the i see the hands of soul and mm-hmm. folks though that's mr wooten's hands on the keyboard can you can you talk about the hands of soul and in the design of the cover of it all matters sure well the hands of soul is a nickname uh from my oldest brother reggie so reggie's a reggie's a master at seeing the potential of young musicians that want to play so he knew that I liked soulful music. And there and we me and my brothers all sort of were just mesmerized by James Brown at a young age. So James Brown had an album that he did at the organ. He wasn't singing, he was playing the organ. And the name of the album was Handful of Soul. Mm. So Reggie nicknamed me Hands of Soul. Wow. Hands of Soul, and you know he's Reggie's, Reggie's about those nicknames, you know. <laughs> but it's like uh, it wound up being sort of a, a signature for me because he helped show me, he helped uh, show me sort of what my identity was, and that's what it is. When I play, I like I like to transmit soul. I like to play things that people can feel, not necessarily the thing that's the most dazzling but the thing that you feel. So that's my nickname, Hands uh, Hands of Soul. I got it uh, I got it from Reggie, my, wow. old, my oldest brother. Wow, wow. And, and I know how those nicknames go because that's one thing about uh, growing up in a small town. Most of the time somebody roll up and go, hey, you know Joseph Wooten? would be like, who? And they'd be like, Hands of Soul. Oh, yeah, that's him over there. That's him standing. That's him the third one. Yeah. And I don't know, growing up in a small town, it was just like people would call somebody's name and I'd be like, man, I don't know you talking about. They'd say, Fast Eddie. Oh man, yeah, that's James. And it's it, it's it's amazing exactly. how uh, those nicknames, you know, land as we were kids, and and they stay with you and and move forward. So again, we certainly certainly appreciate you touching on that. Now, if you don't mind, I want to dive into this book. Okay. And I've got a couple pages flagged here. Okay. And when I read this, I actually just put the book down, went, got me something to drink. And I came back and I sat back down. My wife said, what's wrong with you? I said, this book is all that and a bag of chips. It's on, okay. pa- on page 16. Okay. It says, 16. yes, sir. It says, earth, wind, and fire without Maurice White is like the show Good Times without John Amos. <laughs> when, when, I, when, yes. when I read that, I was I was like, okay, you know what? The, I ain't, take the bait off the hook. Right <laughs> I don't, you don't need to chum the water. I'm, I'm locking and loading and I'm rolling with this because in my opinion and, and my son, and my, my son will be 27 in a couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. and we sit down, we watch, you know, occasional shows together and, and I, and I, and for some reason I get stuck on those old sitcoms and mm-hmm. I, and I've always enjoyed good times, but I don't like good times 
episodes where John Amos is not on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when I read that in your book, when when you put that in there, it's Earth, Wind, <laughs> and Fire, with Mar- and I'm just like, Hallelujah! Finally, I got somebody. And when because when somebody asked me the question, who's the best all time TV dad as it relates to uh, the uh, the the uh, the father of color? My vote no is doubt. my my vote is oh. always John Amos. Your thoughts? Absolutely, absolutely. He was that, so good times. So me and my brothers loved good times when it used to come on. And of course, you know there wasn't a whole lot. There weren't a whole lot of shows that had, especially in the seventies, that had black people that acted like black people that you knew, <laughs> right? There was always, you know, some black funny <laughs> folks. There was black athletes that were better than you. But the, but black people that act like black people that you knew, and John Amos was that dad that all the black communities knew of somebody like mm, that. That's right, right. And that's what for me. That's what show. That's what gave that show that anchor. Everything. All the other characters were beautiful characters, but it was anchored around this uh, this black male reality, right? Exactly. That you could feel, and again, it's about soul. It's a soul is that intangible that you can feel. You can't put your hands on it, but once you feel it, everybody knows it's there. And it and the uh, good times, the the essence of that show anchored off of John Amos and that that African American realness that he brought. Right. The comedy was good, and all the rest of it was exceptional. But when it was when John Amos was the thing that that gave that show weight for me, and the same thing with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire is it's the it's the the brainchild of Maurice White. Maurice White started it. Yes, uh, Maurice White is the thing that gives it that anchor. Everything else around it is still good. Those songs are great, but it's anchored around that thing that Maurice White brings in Earth, Wind, and Fire. Without Maurice White, that's, the songs are still great. I'm not, I'm not. It's not a disrespect to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Just for me, it misses the essential element. Yes, sir. Right. I mean, yes, somebody sir. else singing, "Do you mind if I touch it?" But that's, <laughs> it's still a great song, but it ain't the same. It ain't that just... ain't coming from Maurice. Oh wow. wow. So I just, that just, that just felt like an analogy to me. <laughs> Uh, good times without John Amos is like Earth, Wind, and Fire without Maurice White. Well, when when I read that, I was like, "Oh, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm, I'm gonna, glad somebody else felt that. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it up a notch. So here's here's the next one. I'm on I'm on page thirty nine. Okay. It says love. It's the last. It's the last uh, last line on page thirty nine. Love, okay. Love is what you feel. A relationship is what you do. That's you know, right. You know, just 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 how powerful is that? Is it to be when it says love is what you feel, a relationship is what you do. If you want to go ahead and right. just elaborate on that one. Well, love love and relationship are, are, are related to each other. They're based off of each other. But a relationship is the things that you in other words, love is not always enough. Right? Mm. You may love somebody at first sight. That doesn't mean that because you love somebody, you know who gets dropped off and who keeps the car. Mm. You know what I mean? Whoa. That doesn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean 
that you immediately know what you're going to do with the canned goods when you come home from the grocery store. It doesn't mean when you have kids that you automatically know whether you plan on them going to church or not or what church you're going to go to or what time you're going to go or are the kids, when they get of age, do they got to wear their pants on their waist or, or do you let their pants sag a little bit like the rest of the kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Love, you can have love on day one, but a relationship is an acquired skill. A relationship is an acquired skill over time because it requires familiarity. And even though, like I have, a, I had a friend that got married quickly, and the marriage wound up not working. I asked him, "Why did you get married so quickly?" He said, "Well, the first time I met her, I just knew I had the right one." And I, I told him, I said, "Well, I said you play bass, right?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "The first time you play bass, the first time you picked up a bass, you probably knew it was the right bass, the right instrument for you, right?" He said, "Yeah." I said, but at the time that you knew that it was the right instrument, it was too early to start booking gigs, wasn't it? Wow. And he was like, yes, <laughs> because having a love for the instrument doesn't mean that you're good at it. And having a love for somebody doesn't mean that you're good together yet. It just means that you feel a certain way about them, and you can feel it's possible to feel the potential of forever in the first moment, but you're not ready for forever yet until you've been through some things. Wow. Right until you've seen each other at the, at your worst, right until you've suffered some together, until you know what the other person wants, until you know you know favorite foods or whether when that person needs space and when they're ready to talk. All that stuff is over time. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. So listen, folks, if don't, and, and and I'm not done. I'm just gonna give them another little plug here. So I've got on right now, Mr. Joseph Wooten, and we're talking about this dynamic book it all matters now watch this mr wooten i'm gonna jump over to page 172 okay and i'm at the top of 172 it says the the attitude that police are never wrong is as much a part of the problem as the fact that people break the law yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah you know and matter of fact i was in a conversation with a gentleman not long ago and be able to go, you know, you, you got to, when you go back and you watch the police videos and I'll jump on my sandbox, I said, a lot of times it's not, it's not the, the initial officer that's causing the problem. Right. It's always right. when they call for backup, it's the loose cannons that come in. That's been either drinking coffee, eating, I don't want to say eating donuts, but I did, but wherever, <laughs> wherever they are, when they roll up on them, it's always, it seems like it escalates or it goes, it goes from maybe 10 to a hundred. Right. Uh, so if you want to, if, if you if you don't mind, uh, if you want to, you know, speak to, uh, speak to that point. Sure. Well, the, the police and the community is a relationship too, and and we should start with the fact that both com- both communities are flawed, right? And like any relationship, you find your best way of going forward by getting to know each other. Wow. Now we we can't. We can't do that if one side is deemed faultless mm. always. Mm. Police aren't faultless just because they're police. Mm. They're human just like we are. They got the same problems that we got. There's good policemen. There's bad policemen. There's racist policemen. There's uh, benevolent policemen. Like there's good people. There's bad people. There's racist people. There's benevolent people. But we find our way going forward by getting to know each other. Right. In in um my my to be on my soapbox, 
in Camden, New Jersey, which used to be the murder capital of the world, at one point, their city council fired all the police officers. They disbanded them and made them all reapply. But what they did was, before they could, as they got their jobs back, they had to go into the community to each home and ask the community what it was that they wanted from them. Wow. And consequently, when those police officers got their jobs back, the community and the police were on the same page. And, you know, murder plummeted, crime plummeted, uh, their problems plummeted. Now, I'm, I don't know what Camden is doing today. Maybe it went, I don't know if it's going backwards. I don't know whether it's still good. But initially, it was better because police officers and the community are on the same page. And that's what it requires, like any relationship. The two parties in a relationship or the three parties or however many parties it is have to get to know each other. That's the, that's the reason, like with musicians, why musicians have an advantage. Because to be in a band, you got to know each other. Mm, yes, right? You got to know each other. And mu music deals in creative solutions for differences. Right. Drums and keyboards don't make music the same way. And if we battled each other, we'd never make good music. But because we come to each other in a spirit of in a spirit of uh, creativity. Right. We come out with something better than just drums and keyboards. We come out with music. It's the same thing with police and the community. If the police and the community just come together in the spirit of getting to know each other then we can create a creative solution as opposed to a combative solution. Wow. Because a, any any solution that you get from opposition is a temporary solution, like winning a game, right? You're the winner of the game, but there's going to be another game in a minute. you got to start all over again. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you're the championship this year, but that's going to be next year. Any any Anything that, that is the result of opposition gives you a temporary result. The creative results are lasting results. You see what I mean? Yes, sir. Uh, think about the music that you like the most. That's the reason it endures forever, because it's a creative, it's a creative result of all of those different instruments. Or you, if some, if you're married, right? If you're married, you don't make it from point A to point B by choosing a winner and a loser. It's not like, honey, you can win tomorrow and I'm going to win today. Mm. That's not. That will never work. The two of you always have to find creative solutions. If she ain't having a good day or you're not having a good day, you find a creative way to go forward because you because the two of you got to stay together. Wow. Right? Yes, so, yeah, the idea that the police are always right is as big a problem as uh, as the idea that the as the idea that people are imperfect. It's, right, yes, we're sir. both imperfect. We got to find a way to go forward, and it's rooted in getting to know each other. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is our great, great honor to have on Mr. Joseph Wooten. And what we just finished talking about is just pulling some of the some of the quotes that I really was uh, drawn into in his latest book. It all matters. He's the keyboardist for the Steve Miller Band, Mr. Joseph Wooten, our very special guest. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Some people call me the space cowboy, yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Cause I speak of the 
Want to spice up your wardrobe? Savoir Boutique has trendy and affordable fashion for all fashionistas. Savoir Boutique wants to be the biggest hype girl so you always look your best and feel empowered. Our top priorities are excellent and personalized customer service, fast order processing, and happy return customers. Come and get cute with us, SavalBoutique.com. If you're in the Triangle area and looking for high-quality green cleaning, we have the solution. SES Enterprise, with over 18 years of providing high-quality green cleaning to the Triangle area, call Eric at 919-607-7171 and tell them Coach Gorn sent you. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparkle Cleaners today for your free estimate, 910-781-8488, and we will clean your worries away. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Coach Gorns, we're back in to be a telephone have on Mr. Joseph Wooten, who is uh, touring uh, with the Steve Miller Band. And, of course, he's the keyboardist for them, and he's been with them since the 90s. He is also uh, one of the Wooten brothers that you all may know, and is uh, he's famous. Uh, I know everybody <laughs> talks about his brother Victor, but as I was doing my reading, you know, some people said you're the best keyboard player. Is that up for debate, or you want to take that, or you want to take that title? Fortunately, fortunately, Victor and I are on different instruments. So that's the that's the good thing about growing up in a musical family. Everybody plays different instruments. There's no competition. Okay. Right? Yes, sir. There's no competition. Just it's, we we really inspired each other as opposed to uh, competed with each other. All right. So in that, let me. I want to. Uh, is uh, your son play? Your son plays with you on the drums occasionally. Is that? Yes. My so um, between my wife and I. Uh, we have four boys. She has two. I have two. Okay. Um, my oldest son Jesse plays with me. Yeah. In uh, in Joseph Wooten and the Hands of Soul. He's a very good drummer, very good guitar player too. Uh, also plays bass, programs, great engineer, good kid. Wow. And uh, my uh, my younger son doesn't play with me. He's absolutely talented enough to do it but he does not have the stage gene he doesn't want he don't want to be on stage he doesn't want to do it but he was uh when he was in high school he was a great athlete wow that's yeah, he, was, he was the 2013 2012 300 meter uh intermediate hurdle champion back to back in the state of tennessee good grief 
Man. Mm-hmm. So that's my boy. I tell you what, that's one thing. That's one thing. When I was creating, the Lord was passing out. You know, they, you know that kind of stuff. And he was like, oh, "Lamont," and I said, "Yes, sir. Stand right here and hold the door, right?" Because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and that's one thing that you and as and as a coach, you know, that's one thing you can't teach height and you can't teach speed. Uh, right. And when you when you're when you're blessed to be able to jump out of the gym and 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 you can and I and I always call it motor. When you've got that gear that you can be able to get and and move forward, that is that's a special thing. So congratulations on the job well done there. So if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about Miss Stephanie Wooten. Now, yes. I, now you got now what inspires you? What makes you guys? You know, you're on the road. Kind of take us in there to this. What makes the engine roll? And how are you guys been able to to do it over the the, the amount of years that you all been uh, married? Okay, well. My wife, Stephanie, is about the smartest person I know. She's business smart. She's a business person. She is uh, a natural business person like the Wootens are natural music people. And uh, she gets a chance to travel with me a lot because she can work uh, remotely. But she's very respected uh, in the business world and has a great uh, knack for seeing how the big pieces work. A lot of people know how to how to do their industry, and she's good at that too. But she's really good at seeing how the big industries interact with each other. She's felt very respected uh, in the uh, in the business world. I always tell her, "You're always the smartest person in the room." Oftentimes, <laughs> the only female. Wow. Um, but it's 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 fun for me to watch because, uh, as we say. Um, she's either a plus one with me or I'm a plus one with her. In the business world, I'm the plus one. Yes, sir. She's the she's the star of the show and I'm the plus one. Okay. And uh in the music in the music scenario, I'm playing music and she's the plus one. But it's interesting to see how different the business world is and how similar they are. Um, very similar in that everything is always uh based upon relationships and people. And uh, having a good feel for people, being able to talk to people, being able to understand not just who you are, but how who you are impacts other people and how other people, um, how other people, uh, how you, how other people take you. Like too often, too often you see people that uh, know who they are, but aren't very good at knowing how other people respond to who they are wow. like how many how many times have you heard somebody go look man they'll say so and so and so i'm sorry man me i'm sorry that's just me well if you got to apologize just for being yourself chances are there's some more <laughs> there's some more knowledge you need <laughs> if you got to apologize just for being you and being in the same room there's more to it than that yes sir right there's more to uh there's more to uh being on this planet than walking around and being right all the time wow Wow. And uh, yeah, the truth is not meant. The truth is not meant for hitting other people over the head with. The truth is meant for uh, making the making the uh, place better. I mean, you know, you're a coach. Sometimes, yes, sometimes the person that's the most talented is the person that's is at the expense of your teamwork. Sometimes, mm. right? Yes, sir. Sometimes the person that's the most talented is not a good team player. Sometimes the person that's the most right doesn't make the people around them better. Right. And uh, uh, I get a chance with my wife. Uh, She's those are the things that she's very good at. She's very good at uh, she's a natural born leader. The people around her, uh, 
believe in her. They know that she's going to be straight with them, but they know that she's not going to she's not going to unnecessarily beat them up. And uh, but she can play the authoritative role if she needs to. Yes, sir. And it's um, it's I I learn a I learn a lot uh, on the sidelines watching her uh, as a natural leader, especially as a female natural leader. Yes, sir. That's huge. Mm hmm. It is. That's it you. really is. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking time and and giving her a shout out because uh, you know a lot of times people don't know. Well, you know, they, they, when I say people don't know, you know, it's 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 just like I look at myself, Mister Wooten. I, I've been married thirty years, and, mm -hmm. you know, and somebody, one of the guys at work, was getting ready. He goes, "Man, I'm getting ready to get engaged," and he come to talk, and I said, "Well, let me give you my let me give you my two cents. Mm -hmm. it, it's not fifty fifty. I said, some days I go home, I'm not even worth one." Right. <laughs> right. I said, and sometimes, you know, my wife, you know, she kicks it and she's 99. Or, and, and and that's the whole thing. Is, and I certainly appreciate you recognizing uh, her attributes and the, and the things that make you all uh, the su uh, successful couple that you are. So listen, I'm going to turn it back over to you for your final, uh, final comments. Okay. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy to get a chance to talk to you. Um, I, I, I have a high regard for coaches because coaches are teachers. And uh, there's there's nothing more valuable to young people than a good teacher. Not every not every young person has a responsible adult to guide to guide them. And coaches, whether a youngster has uh, a responsible adult or not, winds up winds up being that person. Uh, it's it's so important to teach with something like sports. Because even though the result of a game is temporary, the lessons of the game go beyond the game. And, and the great coaches are the ones that can teach the lessons that go beyond the score on the scoreboard or, 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 or the play or, or, or whatever, whatever we may have in front of us. Um, my wife and I, before we go, want to let everybody know that we have a charity called I Matter, You Matter. And uh, it's dedicated to honoring diversity, uh, honoring young people, honoring veterans, especially homeless veterans. We have a we have a, a, a charity event that's coming up on October the 13th at the Jazz Club, named after my brother Rudy in in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, at Rudy's Jazz Room, nine o'clock on October the 13th. Um, I'm out with the Steve Miller Band right now. We I think. Uh, we're getting ready to play the the York State Fair in York, Pennsylvania. We're going to be at the Carteret in Carteret, New Jersey. And I'm missing one, but go to stevemillerband.com. You can find that. You can also find me at josephwooten.com. I'm on Facebook. My Instagram is the letter J, J Wooten Soul. You can find me there. And uh, Coach Goins, I appreciate talking to you, and I appreciate what you do as a coach. Because again, coaches are teachers, and one of the most valuable assets our country has are teachers. I certainly appreciate that. And uh, and let me ask you, if you guys ever, if the Wooten brothers ever come to Virginia, and no, let me ask you, I know you said you guys moved from Virginia to, to Nashville. What part of Virginia were you all living in? We lived in Newport News, Virginia. Okay. We all graduates of Denby High School. Okay, all right. So yeah, in that, fact. Uh, in fact, the the music hall at Denby High School is now is now called Wooten Music Hall. Wow! 
Yeah, we're we're really proud of that. Wow, that that's awesome. So if you guys ever come to the to the Commonwealth of Virginia, my door is always open for a nice home cooked meal. My wife can burn the pots up. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, and, and, uh, you know, if you again, we're right outside Charlottesville. So if your guys ever come and do a concert, uh, we definitely uh, would, you know, definitely maybe, you know, love the opportunity to, to have a face to face and a meet and greet. But listen, on behalf of uh, the entire staff of basketball, more in the game and Coach Quick in his absence, we just want to thank you so much, Mr. Wooten, for taking time out, you know, to jump on our show because it's, it's people like you that make our show go. And folks that don't know, we're going to make this public announcement. All you know, folks like Mr. Wooten and every guest that we've had on before the last four years, uh, we're happy to announce that we've just signed a six-month contract with ESPN Radio. So that show will be kicking off in August. We're going to be having Mr. Wooten back on based on his schedule on football season, so we can talk about his famous Titans and my Steelers uh, as we kind of <laughs> as we kind of putting the bandaid on this thing since we lost our quarterback. But again, Godspeed to you, your hands. Godspeed to your family and your brothers. And you always got a friend here in Central Virginia and Coach Goins. And, again, we thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll be talking. Hey, Coach Goins, yes, before sir. we get out of yes, here, sir. I want to remind you that your head coach comes from my high school. That, Mike that, Tomlin graduated Mike, from Denby High School. How about that? How about that? I, I, I knew, how about I, that? And I know he went to uh, uh, William & Mary. And William uh, & Mary. And, that's, yeah. that, and every time somebody says William & Mary, I think about Archie Bunker from All in the Family. Yeah. When, when he when he said, somebody, when he said, where'd you go to school? He said, I went to William & Mary. He goes, oh, you went to two of them. So that just, <laughs> I, every time so when we talk about it, so I certainly appreciate you giving a shout out to uh, Coach Tomlin. But again, Absolutely. we certainly, certainly appreciate you. Safe travels, Godspeed, and we'll be talking to you soon. So with, Thank you. Yes, sir. So with that, on behalf of Coach Quick and our very special guest, Mr. Joseph Wooten, I'm Coach Goins, and we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.